The following podcast contains alcohol-enhanced conversations about alcohol, as well as the potential for the discussion about topics of dubious, disturbing, possibly offensive, but usually hilarious interest. The opinions stated herein are solely of the persons making them, and any endorsement of these opinions by any other party is not implied. Foul language is likely, but intolerant viewpoints are not. Listener intoxication is advised. Hello and welcome to episode 39 of the Whiskey Tangent Podcast. I'm Scott. I'm Ed. And after four full months of riding down miles and miles of nothing but the whiskey highway, tonight we're going to be veering slightly off course. Mm. Now, very early on, Ed and I stated that despite whiskey literally being in our name, we felt pretty much like any barrel-aged product would be officially in our wheelhouse. Mm. And of course, we've already explored several barrel-aged beers, barrel-aged wines, and even a little bit of cognac. But today, we're going for something a little stronger, three different categories of high proof spirits all aged in charred barrels and joining us tonight on this non-whiskey detour are our good friends frequent guests jacket recipients and paired tonight incredibly for the very first time siobhan the mayor hi and master mixologist anders hey there i prepared a non-whiskey whiskey just to spice things up and ed's gonna take the wheel violently swerve across three lanes of traffic <laughs> to make the exit and let us know which three barrel aged spirits we'll be visiting tonight yes Scott, thanks <laughs> so first of all we're going to be doing a rum Yes. It's a barrel pick from our friends over at Benatch Liquors. Benatch. Rum JM, single barrel rum, reserve special. Yes. Uh, spelled R H U M J M. Rum. It's very frank. Rum. Rum. We. It's like a 94.6 proof I'm interested. Yep. From our friends at Corsair, we're going to yeah. be visiting their barreled pot stilled American gin coming in around 90 proof. Very exciting. And a Ooh. very exclusive special barrel aged tequila that Anders brought today Espanita tequila. Mm. Espanita. Espanita tequila. As of today, not Espanita. even available in New Jersey. That's it right. It will be available tomorrow. 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 Meaning mañana. Third? Yeah. <laughs> so we're really excited about this. I picked the rum up just because I always favor stuff that Rich and Billy do over at Panache and it looked mm. amazing. And I was saying to myself, we knew we were going to this episode one day and I must have had this for like five months. Yeah. We've had the gin for almost 10 months. Probably. Last August, I think yeah. they sent yeah. us. So they sent us the dark rye, the triple smoke and the gin. And that I I just got the gin because they were offering pretty much anything that we wanted, which yeah. was amazing. And I said, I didn't want to be greedy. I said, we'll right. definitely do the whiskeys. And then I thought the barrel aged gin was really interesting. Right. We should have asked for the entire bar collection <laughs> right. that they have on their website. I, I should have. No, we should yeah. be like, uh, just, yeah, the gift five dark rides. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, as it turned out, we didn't know at the time, but yeah. And then the uh, tequila, uh, the complete X factor, the Espanita. I'm not at all an expert on my, no. my tequila palate, so it's going to be a really interesting journey for all of us. So yeah, we're going to start with the rum first, and uh, I'm going to turn it over to Scott, our hostess with the Moses, and mm. take us through the uh, process. Well, uh, you're saying he's hostess. <laughs> I'm, I'm the, the host with the most. There yeah, you I'm, go. Okay, there you go. Yeah, so I have a, a one. <laughs> oh. I have. Why you got to be a bitch, though? Right? 
<laughs> ask him. Ask him. So I have a one paragraph description okay. of the rum and the gin. Yeah. Uh, not the tequila, which I will have to defer to Anders to tell us all about, which, which I'm sure he will. Um, so the rum. Room Jam Single Barrel Reserve Special. <laughs> Located in the small northern village of Makuba, Martinique. Mm. At the base of iconic volcano Mount Pele, Rum JM, a distilling company founded in 1845 at at an even older sugarcane estate and refinery, produces the finest Rum Agricole, Mm. which is simply rum made from the juice of pressed sugarcane. In fact, Rum JM claims to have been the first recorded distillery to produce Rum Agricole and boasts that there is no fresher sugarcane crush in the world because they can move from the field to fermentation tank in less than an hour. Wow. They produce nine different rums, running the gamut from light, unaged spirits to dark, barrel-aged ones, with 10- and 15-year cask expressions in the mix. Hmm. It is a 94.6 proof, as Ed said in the intro. It is aged three years and 11 months in new charred American oak. So it's got a very deep amber color. Could easily be a bourbon or a rye. Yeah. yeah you look at it in the glass, it looks like a bourbon. It, really it does. does. Yeah. It's colorings from the barrel. Yeah. It, oh, my mm. God. It really smells like a parfum, like a, almost like an Yves Saint Laurent Ooh. type parfum. Oh, oh, you're getting like actual perfume yeah, smells on it. I yeah, I am. It is perfumey. Mm. It's not an overly sweet rum like some of the cheaper rums smell. Yeah, not on the scent, no. Yeah, it definitely has a muted sweetness to it. I get a vanilla, a very strong vanilla. Yeah, I smell that too. But like Mm. almost like a burnt vanilla. Yeah. I mean, it's a really nice smell. I opened the bottle earlier and I was like, ooh, this smells really nice. But um, I couldn't really grasp individual things. Anders is here. We're trying to take his advice and really try to smell. Just don't go, oh, it's sweet try to smell what kind of sweetness it is it's so perfumey i almost want to dab it behind my ears and my wrists <laughs> go ahead no smelling like it. rum all the time is not the worst way to smell that's not the, the worst uh, you know perfumey is bad unless i'm being stopped by the cops now mm. if i smell like rum perfume Ooh, then, uh, right oh true. you should try it i've done it many a times ah, yeah okay. especially when i was working in philadelphia oh, driving okay. up on 295 right, at the end of the night yeah Smelled like rum. People were just like, license, registration, proof of insurance. And I was just like, cool. Uh, just so you know, I just finished up by a 13-hour bar shift. Oh. <laughs> just and then so they were know. like, right. oh, it's late. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite, I was coming one time from a um, St. Paddy's Day celebration at uh, uh-uh. fundraiser for the Police Athletic League. And I'm coming up 70 from Brick. Oh. And uh Cop came on us from nowhere. I wasn't driving. Pulled us over. Cop comes up on my side. He's looking at my ex-wife's credentials. And I'm like, hey, we just came from a PLO fundraiser in Brick, you know, police athletic league. And he looks up. I'm aware of what PLL is. <laughs> <laughs> Real snarky. Like, you asshole. Of course I know what PLL is, right? I'm a cop. Okay. Is Siobhan the cop? Yeah. I actually know what it I means. I know what it means, Ed. You don't need to mansplain it. <laughs> Go ahead, Andres. I've actually been to the PLL League. It was, mm. it was nice. Very spacious. They had nice sandwiches there. That day. <laughs> <laughs> they got some nice sandwiches. Very tasty. A couple of, a couple of basketball hoops. Sandwich. 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 Nice. It's cool. Um, this rum is lovely. Lovely. Yeah, so, so on the nose, what are we getting? I almost get like a little bit of a scotch smell, just for a second. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. I can see that. Like a woody smell is what I'm saying from that. Yeah. Um, definitely sugar, like the sugar cane vanilla type smell. Um, I'm not really mm. being as specific as Anders wants me to be. So yeah. Yeah, No, uh, just it, <laughs> I don't want you to be some type of specific. Just be right. your specific, bro. Bro. Yeah. bro. Let's taste, bro. Let's taste bro. it. Yeah, let's taste it. Yeah. Like. Mm, yeah. Ooh. 
Really, Ooh. really complex for wow. one. Wow, peppery fish pepper, for a one. lot of pepper. What is? Yeah, that's different than I thought it was going to be. Same. Yeah, you know, because it was so mild on the nose. Yeah, yeah. I was not expecting. It was that mild and very wow. sweet on the nose. It didn't really belie like the palate. <laughs> it was like, oh, bro, bro, you good? Yeah, cool. I mean, I know we're doing a tequila later, but it's got a little bit of tequila flavor into it, like that acrid True. sort of like smoky spiciness at the very mm. end of it, like right in the back of my throat. How about this sulfur? Does anyone else see what sulfur. I'm saying there? Like a, like the way you smell a match when you kind of okay. like, like you like light it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm getting like a green bell pepper kind of thing. Like, uh huh, uh huh. I'm, I'm getting a good chunk of that. I think we're all trying to describe the same thing. It's, yeah. it's there's something yeah. different about this rum that I've never had in other rums, and, and I'm not a rum expert by any stretch. But the rums that I've had, this is surprising. I'm getting like a leathery taste. Okay. This is really nice. It's like a really quick finish. It is a quick finish. It's lighter than its 94.6 proof. Yeah. Really light body. Yeah. This could totally get you into a wave of perception. Like a, this, a bad Hello? perception. <laughs> Shut up! I, um... Like, you're thinking that it's not that heavy, but if you drink too much of it, it can right. totally... Right, this is sneak put up on yes, you. Yes, absolutely, yeah. thank you. Especially if saying. you mix this with some juice or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to talk about how, I think, of all the spirits, rum sends a message of the islands of partying, of the shore, of the summer. Like, a lot right. of people only drink rum during the hot seasons, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, I had a really bad rum experience. My first time I got overly drunk and threw up was on Bacardi. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Oh, so, you know yeah. what? So was mine. Yeah, Bacardi It was actually Coke. Bacardi Le Mans. Oh, yeah. no. Victoria and I were playing no Mario Kart, and she, <laughs> you know, she kept losing, so she had the oh, bucket well. by her bed. I didn't. So. Oh, Jesus. Mm. So, I'm sorry. I no, it's ahead. okay. So I, I drank like nine or ten, which is a lot for a 16-year-old, I have to say. <laughs> and, um, and it Even was, for one the size it, you were it at was, 16. <laughs> it was um, my old his friend, a large person. Uh, Mike, it was I was actually was 15. It oh, was his oh, senior week. Wow. So he was down the shore for senior week and I came down one night and yeah. That's funny. That's an almost an opposite story that I have. My friend Ian, who you know, yeah. I don't know if you guys know him, but he's the indirect reason that Ed and I even know each other. He was having a party at the shore for his high school graduation and I went down. I'm two years older than him. Mm -hmm. I was like, I was like, who's this old guy? <laughs> Hi. Hey, but, girls. Yeah. Hey, girls, what's hey, happening? Hey, creepy 20-year-old here. <laughs> so, Hello. Um, <laughs> what are you, a sophomore? Hello again. <laughs> so, um, me and two other people, we were just up all night. We stayed up and went to the shore to watch the sunrise, which is cool. Because you're on the East Coast, you can do that. <laughs> but it was Bacardi rum and Cokes all mm -hmm. night. Oh, yeah. wow. And I didn't get sick right like i drank so much but it was perfectly fine the three of us just slept for like mm, 12 hours mm. we woke up just in time for the next party to start at night. <laughs> oh, perfect <laughs> so siobhan uh, you like rums right that, yes yeah, i do what is your experience with rum my experience with rum is usually it's a lot darker mm -hmm. and it's a little bit heavier. Okay. Right? It has like this taste of just, um, it's like it's like a light feeling of heaviness. That's the only way I can really describe it. Because <laughs> Describes me, actually. <laughs> Ed as a ballerina. Right. A light feeling of, of heaviness. heaviness. And mm. I say that because it's normally a lot darker than what this is. It's very close to a whiskey, yeah. actually, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. And it is very light. However, 
it does still have that rum taste to yeah. it. Mm. Yeah. This would probably work magnificent in a mixed drink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can only imagine the taste in a rum and coke or with a little bit of lime or lemon. Dark yeah. and stormy. Yes. Yeah. Give you a little bit of a different yeah. hint of taste yeah. to this it. This is really cool. I'd like to play with this as like a split base. Half rum, half whiskey, mm. for mm. example. Mm. You could probably kind of, yeah get this and yeah. put it in a, a creative drink and it'll be the mayor too. The mayor too. Okay. Electric boogaloo. (laughs) (laughs) That's nice. So, so Anders, of course, you, uh, out of all of us, probably have drank the most rum. I hope so. Possibly. Uh, As a bartender (laughs) making cocktails. So I will say, when I go to like grab a rum, this isn't quite what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. One of the beauties of rum is that it's very inexpensive to make, and it's usually often very expensive to pick up. Yeah. Yeah. So I like something with a little bit more of an age statement and a little bit more full-bodied. Yeah. This is really nice. It makes me like, it's kind of inspires me to like play more. Like I would love to make this in like a summertime drink where it's like very light bodied using some of those bell pepper notes. It's really interesting, but I like something a little bit more full bodied, a little bit more like vanilla forward. Right. Yeah. But I think it's a really cool pick and it definitely opens up a different door than what I would be expecting. Yeah, know. it is very light bodied. The closest yeah. rum I've had to this one, though, just to jump in real quick, it's mm. a Soggy Dollar Old Dark Rum from the mm. British Virgin Islands. Soggy oh, Dollar wow. Bar. Yeah, Soggy Dollar has their own dark soggy rum. Soggy Dollar, I love yeah. it. <laughs> I believe that soggy is a worse word than moist. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to concur. Okay. Soggy is worse than soggy moist. Soggy is yes. worse than moist. Both words objectively sound horrible as is, like independent of actual (laughs) meaning, the symbol behind the word. But also, contextually, soggy cake are Uh, fucking ruined. Moist cake. Moist cake is delicious. Great. Soggy cake means like, ew, it's going to fall apart. Yeah. So are you guys ready? For the first round of Quizki. Absolutely. Oh my God, yes. Tonight, round one Mm. is only about rum. All right. So this first round for a first chime in correct answer, you will get 100 points. For a second chime in correct answer, if the first person gets it wrong, you will get 50 points. For a third chime in correct answer, if the first two chime in and get it wrong, you will get 25 points. But if you get it incorrect, you will lose 25 points. Son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. So, everyone ready to play? Yeah. Let's go. All right. Question one in round one. Rum can be made from different forms of sugar derived from sugarcane. In fact, there are actually three forms that can be used to create rum. Which of the following is not one of those three forms. Is it A, cane juice, B, cane syrup, C, cane sap, or D, molasses? Ed. Cane sap. Cane sap, C, is correct. Fuck you, Ed. Because that was going to be my answer, and it's Same. not fair that you have these monstrous hands that are going to outdo with the rest of us. It must be that quick Android I have. <laughs> she. Fuck your Android. Wow. All right, so Ed gets 100 points. Oh, no. This is going to be amazing. There's already shade floating around. 
Question number two, speaking of sugarcane, despite where it's typically grown today, it's not native to the Caribbean islands and was instead brought there by Christopher Columbus on his travels to the New World. Mm -hmm. It was originally grown in Southeast Asia and used primarily as food source for domesticated pigs. Mm -hmm. But the first extraction of sugar from sugarcane for human consumption was developed in which country? Is it A, India, B, Malaysia, C, Indonesia, or D, China? Ed. China. China is incorrect. Bitch. Siobhan. A, India. A, India is correct. So, uh, God, apparently my thumbs are slow as shit. I'm going to switch to my dominant hand, and y'all are going fucking down. But in India, they use jaggery, which is like a caramelized sugar. It's delicious. I used it in a drink for a minute. Oh, nice. All right, so question number three. Nobody knows exactly how the spirit we call rum got its name, but there are several possible origin stories. Which of the following is the most widely accepted? Is it A, the Dutch word rummer, which is an oversized drinking glass used by sailors, B, the Latin word saccharum, which means sugar. C, the Malay word brum, which is a sugar-based drink dating back to the 14th century. Or D, the English slang word rumpolian, which means a great tumult or uproar. Siobhan. C. C is incorrect. I'm so sorry. Fuck you, Ed. Ed. <laughs> Ed chimes in second. What was in Latin? You're going to Latin? Latin is B. That is also incorrect. Oh, <laughs> A. A, the Dutch word rummer? Yes. That is also incorrect. Oh, oh wow. And so now you're 25 in the hole. <laughs> that, negative 25. Yeah, that's true. Eat a dick. So, wow. I'm, I'm, what am I, negative 50 in the hole? No, no, no. no. Only if you try them in third and get it wrong ah. do you get negative right. points. It's so one, you're okay. still at it's 50. 150 yeah. minus 25. So that is correct. You know I was losing the next two rounds. Yeah, still, still anyone's game. We have a lot to play. Question number four, Captain Morgan, one of the most popular brands of rum in the world, is named after a real person, Henry Morgan, a mid-17th century Welsh privateer based out of Port Royal, Jamaica. Which of the following facts is not true about the accomplished and controversial real-life Captain Henry Morgan? Is it A, he became a British knight, B, he distilled his own rum, C, he owned slaves, D, he was once Lieutenant Governor of Jamaica? Ed. He never distilled his own rum. That is correct. He did not distill his own rum. Who cares? <laughs> Fuck that guy. Yeah. Fuck that Captain Fuck Morgan. that guy. Owning slaves and shit. That's yep. right. We should have bet a rim job they on don't fuck with that. Oh, well, a rim job I can deal with. Yeah, we should have bet that. Let's take, that up, let's take this up a notch. Mm. Well, you could do side bets. Mm. <laughs> that'd, be more, that'd be more of a rear bet, but or okay. Or backside <laughs> bets. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. Clearing the buzzers. Last question in round one. Historically, the British Royal Navy would test the rum they gave to their men because if its alcohol content was too low, it could ruin the gunpowder if the two were ever to come in contact. The reason being that alcohol above a certain percentage when mixed with gunpowder still allows it to ignite, which was an early way to proof spirits and gave rise to the term Navy rum, which is still on bottles today. What percentage of alcohol is this ignition threshold? Is it A, 27%, B, 37%, C, 47%, or D, 57%? Dr. Funk. 57%. 57% is correct. Fuck and you. And honors is on the board. 
Wow. On earth. That was going to be my answer. Strong run they had there. I thought it would be weaker. Yeah, Navy strength, yeah. So at the end of round one, Ed has 200. Anders has 75, and Siavon has 50. Fuck you all. And a bad attitude. <laughs> and, a fuck and a bad attitude. Let's That's go. because I've been drinking way too much so far. <laughs> you have She been. needs food. Let's get her food. All right, we're going right, to get her food. Pizza and a, fight. We're going to take a break, have some pizza, clean our glasses, and we'll be right back. <laughs> Okay, buddy, now on to the next barrel-aged spirit to taste is the barrel gin from our friends in Corsair. Corsair, yay! It's a pot-stilled American gin, proudly crafted in Nashville, containing juniper, Mm. orange peel, and other botanicals, coming at a strong 92 proof. It's 100% neutral spirits, distilled from grain, barreled in charred American oak. Mm. As they say on the bottle, we have a simple model here, Corsair. If it's been done before, we don't want to do it. No. So I have a short description. Barrel-aged gin has become increasingly popular, with Corsair leading the way. Distilling in small batches using a vapor basket system instead of the boiling and maceration methods common to other gins. This allows a truer flavor to come through because all of the botanicals, including lemon peel, orange peel, chamomile flower, juniper, coriander, cardamom, anise, clove, cinnamon, licorice root, vanilla bean, and nutmeg, Mm. go through an extraction process rather than a cooking process. Then they rest the resultant spirit in their used spiced rum barrels to impart vanilla, false spice notes, and wood to the finished product. Wow. It's age, I was able to find out, is only six months, like they do. Dark Rye was only eight yeah. months, yeah. It's got a Irish whiskey look to it. It's a light amber. It's pretty light. Yep. Very light, um, yes. Yep. Almost has a greenish cast to it. Yeah. Like, um, especially in the bottle, not so much in the glass. I was noticing in the bottle, kind of has a greenish cast. Mm. Almost uh, like a maybe um, an absinthe. Yeah. Uh, oh, you're right. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm doing okay. Oh, He's right. toasting himself. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I can definitely smell the citrus. Yeah. I mean, okay. the citrus is like, yeah, boom, yeah. here I am. Right. Yep. I want to talk about gin, but I'm not sure if it's going to be on, on the whiskey. So I'm like kind of reserved. <laughs> no, do whatever you want. That's not nice. Go so, ahead. Give us some hints. There's a lot of different varietals of gin similar to like rums or whiskeys, of course. Rums, so, yeah. So you have your dry or your London dry styles, which is going to have that typical like kind of juniper taste right. forward. Sure. And your Navy Strength gins as well, uh, which are going to be similar to like the Navy Strength rum that we right. remember previously. Yes. Uh, Old Tom gin, which is going to be more herbaceous, especially Geneva. Like difference between like tangeray and like beef eater right they're yeah. like the two basic in the market right like, right you're gonna find that so beef eater is a london dry style right. so you're <laughs> that's gonna get what a lot of that said. that's mm-hmm. what they call Juniper. her beef yeah <laughs> she's <laughs> dry beef eaters is a good date to me <laughs> but go ahead uh, that's not like a good date doesn't it <laughs> everybody wins i guess <laughs> everybody wins. drain that beef eater madam damn anders oh. you did a, a whiskey tasting about i want to say two years ago and they had a gin as well that was very botanical Oh, what? what okay, uh, you with the big words. It's a nice stripper name. First name Bo, last name Tanicles. <laughs> Bo Tanicles. Bo Tanicles. Welcome. Uh, I want to say Bo like, like, Tanicles to the stage, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, uh, do you remember which chasing it was offhand? No, it was like it was like um American company, of course, like Revelations or something. It was a weird name. Oh yeah, um, we go from re- stripper revivalist. To the Bible. Revivalist, right? Yeah, they're out of Philly. Um, so and I thought that was the most b- 
botanically potent uh, gin that I'd ever tried at that, that point. That's really cool. So it's in the family of like what you'd call new Western style gins. Okay. Mm. So gin essentially is the world's first flavored vodka. Right. You use techniques like either boiling or vapor baskets, uh, like, so <laughs> yeah. like Scott mentioned, yeah. in order to infuse neutral grain spirits, vodka, with flavor. Right. So like a lot of the common ones are, are, are juniper, and then you're going to get like some other uh, different herbs and citrus peels and things like that. Mm-hmm. Does it have to have juniper to be gin? Is that the defining spirit? So yes, that's what I ran into. It's, right. Yes, it's legally in the countries that it has a legal definition, mm-hmm. juniper must be its dominant flavor. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. juniper has to be present. So new Western style lets the juniper take a back seat mm. and then push forward like those citrus, like yeah. orange and lime and lemon peel. Yeah, the notes. things that people like about their flavored vodkas. And we've gotten a lot of expressions and gins become a lot more popular mm-hmm. and a lot more present. A lot of smaller distilleries are starting out with gins and it's a really kind of fun expression, but um, let's get in the gin. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Kiss Very peppery mm. on the nose. I mean, compared to the everything else that we've nosed today, including our whiskeys that we did earlier in the short, this is <laughs> right. the most going on on the nose that I've had today. That's Holy the cow. cool thing. Yeah. So you're going to find like usually like eight to ten, maybe even more like flavors in the nose that they use like, and incorporate. I'm getting orange peel. Uh, I'm getting the gin. I'm getting a burn. It's actually burning my nose. Yes. The alcohol's there. Oh, yes, it is. Christmas you know what I'm Eve. getting? It smells like a pine tree. Yeah. Ah, you know what? I'm definitely getting the orange zest that you were saying earlier, Siobhan. Yeah. Yeah. But like a Christmas tree. I'm getting Fruit Loops. Oh. Interesting. I can actually smell that. Mm. I I see what you're getting from that. There's definitely a a fruity sweetness to it. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't mean artificial is bad, but that artificial Fruit Loops sweetness is, yeah, it's so powerful. Like, I don't know what makes Fruit Loops Fruit Loops, but I can smell it in this gin. Red dye number one. Oh. I definitely smell yellow four. <laughs> yellow number four for yeah, sure. Yeah, blue lake. Definitely. Number six. Blue lake. Yeah. Mm. Are we tasting? Yeah, yeah go sure, ahead. Let's go. I love the smell of this. This is incredible. I'm tasting nothing but Fruit Loops. <laughs> wow. It is I love it. good. Wow. It's it really good. It is very good. complicated as a gin. I will say, not like I've in never a bad way, any gin but like in a this. very good way. Yeah. Like gin is usually like one flavor. This is like bursting with flavor. That's it really is. And Why are you making that face? No, I've never tasted anything like it. It's delicious. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, then you make a face of, of happiness, not a face of confusion. He's consternation. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm ready to jump in when I can, so I'm just waiting. Go ahead. I just did it. It was delicious. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so the smell gives it away as a gin, but the taste, it doesn't taste like any gin that I've ever had no. in my life. Dear Corsair. I mean, Corsair, what do you do down can there? Can we have some more bombs? <laughs> You've made some yeah. amazing stuff. Like, it I want to try everything they good. have. They're I doing can, a good job. I could totally sip this. What do you think, Anders? Yeah, no, this is a great sipping gin. Do you think people would drink this in the lounge? Yeah, absolutely. Part of the fun of the lounge is getting yeah. people to drink gin who hate gin. Yeah. Right, yeah. It's very know. polarizing. Like people, It is. Most people think like i thought in college it's juniper and that's it yeah. you're not getting anything else you're just getting that pine scent that punches you in the nose yes. but this is not that and that's actually what i got from seagram's now i you know this was my college years and yeah. you don't even want to know what i mixed it with also that is mountain dew and pepsi black cherry and it was the snacking, first yeah. time i ever vomited from drinking too much right and i had vicky check on me for breathing everybody yeah, remembers their first oh yeah. always remember the first yes, but yes. i, I have known that first, like actually. there's much better gins and i would probably say this is top of the line for me 
train mm. as opposed to a Bombay. Right. Yeah. Train wreck in the uh, Holly that we all know makes a really good gin. Yeah. I think. Do they barrel age theirs? They do a barrel age okay. gin as well. Cool. Oh, they do both. Yeah. Cool. Rail cart gin, and then they also have a rail cart reserve, which is their barrel aged gin. Uh, both are divine. Both awesome. are available. So Corsair's own tasting notes on this. So mm. on the nose, orange zest, pine sap, spruce forest, coriander and clove with vanilla, leather, and nutmeg. Oh. On the palate, this is a Christmassy gin. Initially reminiscent of spicy mince pies and mulled wine, then traditional juniper laced with clove, lavender, vanilla, leathery oak, and cracked black pepper. On the finish, clove and pepper spice with lingering golden raisins. Mm, yeah. And you know what? Shout out to Corsair for giving us full bottles. Corsair yeah. is the shit. That's right. Thank Three you very bottles. much. I'm those like you. bitches at Okay, now that <laughs> I didn't say, I just said thank you. I'll, I'll just, Corsair. I'll just, thank you. I'll just bleep out the and no one will know what we're talking you. about. Right. You're so nice. You're so nice. <laughs> thank you guys. Now listen to the Scott. <laughs> I love you too. So, Quizky, right? Everyone ready for round two of Quizky? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> These questions are all based on gin, which is what cool. we're drinking right now. In this round, the first chime in answer is 200 points, the second chime in answer is 100 points, and the third chime in answer is plus or minus 50 points. They are doubled from the first round. Question number one. The primary flavors in traditional gin are, of course, derived from the juniper berry. Yes. However, the juniper berry is not actually a berry at all. Mm. Which of the following are juniper not berries most closely related to? Is it A, capers, B, lentils, C, pine cones, or D, peppercorns? Anders. C, pine cones. C, pine cones is correct. So Anders gets 200. AKA known as Siobhan is so super fucked. (laughs) Well, you know, you know, there's Mm. lots of more questions clearing the buzzers. Question number two. Although juniper must be the primary botanical ingredient in gin, Mm. distillers are free then to add whatever other botanicals they wish. What is the second most popular botanical ingredient used in an estimated nine out of every 10 gins around the world? Is it A, clove, B, cardamom, C, coriander, or D, cayenne? Ed. Clove. Clove is incorrect. Anders. Cardamom. Cardamom is incorrect. I'm going to go with coriander. Coriander C? That is correct. Oh, my God. Ow. (laughs) So, Siobhan gets 50. Question number three. Gin as we know it today was developed in London in the late 1600s, reportedly inspired by a different alcoholic beverage known as Geneva, a malted spirit that is essentially a light whiskey with juniper added in. Which country originally developed Geneva? Was it A, France, B, the Netherlands, C, Denmark, or D, Wales? Anders. B, the Netherlands. B, the Netherlands is correct. Question number four, the gin and tonic cocktail first gained popularity in British-ruled India when gin was added to tonic water to Mm. counteract the bitterness of the compound quinine, a potent treatment for not only malaria, but also each of the following disorders except one. Is it A, lupus, B, arthritis, C, gout, or D, leg cramps? Ed. Lupus. Lupus is incorrect. Fuck that, man. Hunters. Leg cramps? Leg cramps is incorrect. 
I'm going to go with gout. See, gout is correct. The rich man's disease. Yes, the rich man's disease. Yes, because they can eat meat. Yes. Right. As opposed to fish the poppers. All right. We are now at the last question Mm. of round two. Mm. Question number five. Beefeater, one of the most popular gin brands in the world, is the informal name of members of the Yeoman Warders, Mm. the elite royal bodyguards first employed by King Henry VII. Today, they are ceremonial guardians of Mm -hmm. Her Majesty's royal palace and this British landmark. Is it A, the Palace of Westminster, B, Westminster Abbey, C, the Tower Bridge, D, the Tower of London? Ed. Tower of London. Tower of London is correct. Fuck you, Ed. (laughs) So, in this round, Anders has 400, Ed has 200, Siobhan has 100. Total for the first two rounds, Anders has 475, Ed is right on his tail with 400, and Siobhan has 150. I hate you all. I'd rather be on Siobhan's tail, if you know what I mean. Mm. You can put your tongue in it. Hi, Siobhan's dad. <laughs> oh, God. Why do you have to say that? <laughs> oh, yeah. So what did you guys think of the gin? Like, I, I actually really enjoyed it. This a very different gin. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a whole lot. This yeah. is quite good. So um, everybody has had a gin-cident. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Whether they yep. snuck a bottle of gin from uh, a family member before they were of age or had a bad date or a martini and they're like oh, i hate this shit mm-hmm. everyone's had a gin sit in yeah. right, so i i will just go first because i've already talked about it on the podcast mm-hmm. it was in episode 21 and i will just drop it in right here mm. we were in college drinking beer mm-hmm. and we were playing quarters and we ran out of beer and the only liquor that we had left was gin Oh, God. And so we started playing quarters with gin, God. drinking the same amount of gin that we would have drank beer. Uh, and oh, no. What? I ended up puking yellow. Oh. Like yeah. bile, everything. Like I puked up so much that I puked all the food out. Uncle and no. I was just, yeah, stomach acid. And it was it was a nightmare. Oh, no. So, yeah. So it kind of looked like Lambe. Iris. Wow. <laughs> Risky. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> so that's exactly what happened to me because uh, I it? mixed it with Pepsi and then I mixed it also with um, Mountain Dew. Not juice though. No, because this was my first drink of hard liquor. Mm. So what I did was I took secret <coughs> gin from my grandmother's cabinet and it had to be like 20 years old because mm-hmm. yeah. everybody yeah. had stopped drinking at that point. So right. all her liquor was very old. And I said, you know what? I can't drink this straight, so I have to mix it with something. And the only thing that was available at the dorm was Pepsi or Mountain Dew. Mm. So I said, you know what? Let's get both. <laughs> it was me and Vicky, of course. Of course. And um, I don't want to meet this Vicky. You met Vicky. You met Vicky down down in the. Oh thing. my God! You don't remember me? Right. Of course yeah. I do. No, I do now. I yeah, do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. We'll have Vicky on the podcast sometime. Why yeah. not? Def- you know, she's not a drinker though. Oh uh, well, fuck her then. Random belligerence. Fuck Siobhan's friend edition. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> but anywho. Sorry, Vicky. At least you didn't call her a bitch. So like I was so paranoid about because I had, you know, that was the first time I vomited from an alcoholic beverage. Mm. I was like, Vicky, because we were roommates. I was like, yeah. you gotta make sure I'm breathing throughout the night. Like, <laughs> she was like, You're fine, don't worry about it. But she did check on me throughout mm. the night to well, make sure she's I was She's a nice me. person. Yeah, she was. Yeah. I don't know why and, Ed said fuck her um, earlier. Not, uh, none of that was uh, Ed. Uh, <laughs> But anywho, yeah, yeah, so that, was my, that was my gin experience. It Your was gin-cident, like a, yeah. Gin-cident, it yeah. was horrible. Ed, do you have a gin-cident? 
Uh, no, I've never had a problem with gin. I just didn't drink a lot of gin when I was young, I guess. It's, I yeah. thought it was an old person drink. No, I didn't well, either. Well, I mean, you're kind of old now, so. Well, well now. Like, no, I buy, like, it's funny. We're getting on the time when I buy my bottle of gin for the year <laughs> to make like, <laughs> gin and tonics in the summer and sit out look at the water. So what gin do you buy normally? Beef eater. I okay. like I like London dry gins. That's so will you buy Corsair now? I will definitely look to change it up. Cool. I like the juniper taste. I like the traditional gin taste like my gin to taste like gin. I would keep Corsair around just to have another option to drink yeah. something because this does not taste to me like a gin by itself. No, it really doesn't. It's a, yeah. it's a new flavor for me. And I, once again, I take my hat off to Corsairs yeah. again. I think yeah. if people are looking for something a little different and they want to get into gins, but they're not, they're kind of scared of juniper, try this. Because it's not quite the same as all the others that taste yeah. different. Yeah. It really does. All right. So now we're ready to move into tequila. Yeah, let's. Why don't you pause one second so we can wash glasses? We will. Tequila. 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 Right, so we're back for the last barrel-aged spirit that we're going to be highlighting tonight, which mm. is some tequila. We were talking about how rum represents partying, and, and I, to me, gin represents the summer. Mm. For tequila, I mean, when I was a kid, tequila meant we were just getting fucked up for the <laughs> night. Like, like when you start doing like the lick salt, do the shot, bite the lemon, you just know that it's going to get real by the end of the night. And it wasn't until, I guess, I was down the casinos in, in Atlantic City, and then the Gypsy Bar opened up in the Brigada, which was a tequila bar. And, I looked at the menu. It's mm. first time I realized that there was barrel aged and even older and hundred dollar tequilas. I was like, wow, like it's not just for shots, you right. know. It's not just this clear, terrible yeah. smelling liquid. There's a whole <laughs> other, yeah. you know, world out there for yeah. tequila drinkers. And uh throw it over to Andres to talk about tequila in general and the one that he brought with him tonight. Right. So uh in terms of tequilas, there are main variations of typical tequila that you'll find your blancos or your silver or your white tequila, right? Which is unaged. Uh you've your reposados mm-hmm. and what you call an añejo. Uh, añejo. So, so fun to say. Añejo. Yes. Añejo. Anything beyond that is an extra añejo. Extra Correct the mundo Tonight we'll be <laughs> drinking something a little special that isn't available in New Jersey as of recording, but it will be this week. Espanita Añejo. Espanita. Uh, which is an 18-month aged Añejo. It's uh, from Jalisco, Mexico, which is the highland. So you're going to get like a really unique flavor. Hmm. Comes in at 40 proof. Was that normal for tequilas to be uh, around 80? Uh, typically, you're going to find things a little bit lower proof, like closer to 40% alcohol. So 80 right. proof. It's like a really light Suntory Toki. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. got that, uh, you yeah. know, urine color <laughs> Yeah, vibe. the urine color. The initial nose is very whiskey forward, to be mm-hmm. honest, with like the, you know, agave finish. But mm-hmm. there is an initial thing that I first think, well, this is a whiskey. And then, boom, it drops off to be yeah. the tequila. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, I find that with people will either typically gravitate towards gin or tequila, but rarely mm-hmm. both. Interesting. And they're kind of like the weird, like, botanical, mm-hmm. vegetal spirits. Yeah, there really isn't anything else like tequila. That flavor it's really hard to describe. Some say it's smoky and spicy and mm. acrid and there's other adjectives, but it's not herbaceous. It's not really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It tastes like tequila. Yeah. I mean, right, that's exactly. So, like you would use it to reference other things taste like tequila. Yeah. For some reason, 
Yep. And don't laugh at me. Okay. This reminds me of Christmas. In the desert with snakes <laughs> and cacti. Desert no. snake Christmas. It yeah. reminds me of like the stuff you used to spray on a Christmas tree to make it look white. Oh, the, the flocking. Yeah. Oh, so, so really that's just chemicals. <laughs> mm. And that could be why it reminds me of that. I'd like give you a good flocking. I'll tell you oh, that much right oh, now. Oh, wow. My on, on my chest goodness. or my face? <laughs> Hi, Siobhan's dad. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, oh, so on the nose. On the nose. <laughs> apple. Oh, apple. Yeah, yeah. A little I bit can, of apple I can there. accept that, yeah. Some kind of metal or stone. Mm. Fucking possible, uh, right? There is a bit of like metallic copper. Maybe pear. Maybe pear. Okay. Mm. Okay. Anders, what do you smell in it? So I really get a distinct apple pie mm. um, okay. off of the nose. Oh, um, it's a shame I don't have any apple cinnamon, pie. Cinnamon, apple, vanilla. Yeah, so yes. she, she got the apple Partly right from away. the vanilla and then also just kind of like the natural like sweetness from the agave. There is definitely some sweetness there. Absolutely. Maybe like, in a, like a little bit more like nutmeg as well. Um, I love how we can hear all of us breathing. I know, but I'm, I'm just trying to wrap my head around what it smells <sighs> like. Because I can smell a little bit of what Anders are saying, the apple pie sort of scents. But there's that the thing that makes it tequila is almost indescribable. It's agave. It does, yeah. yeah, it's agave. It's it does, agave. Yeah. Like Ed said earlier, it, it tastes like, like tequila. Yeah, it's, it's tequila. Yeah. yeah. Other things taste like it. Yeah. All right, let's, do, let's taste it. Okay, first of all, very tequila. smooth. Very smooth. It is. Um, it's very light. Not sweet on the initial taste, but not tequila on the initial taste. It has mm. its own little flavor. And then at the end, it finishes like a smooth, well-aged Añejo tequila. Yeah. yeah. I get a wine because mm. I feel mm. like it ends as quickly as I taste it. Mm-hmm. I it's feel only like, 80 proof. Yeah. So it's pretty light. It, it is, is very light. As yes. we remarked earlier, it's very light in color. It's, uh, it's quite nice. Yeah, it nice. is. That is a sipping tequila. Yeah. Mm. Now, I think that tequila would be great in something that's mixed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what well. kind of cocktails would you use this in? So, Espanita's website, they say it is excellent in tequila old fashions, tequila mm. Manhattans, tequila sours, and tequila sidecars. Interesting. So, you make a tequila Manhattan the same way you make a whiskey Manhattan? Yeah, just essentially. Just substitute. What? One thing I'll particularly do if I make a tequila old fashioned is I'll put in a little bit of mezcal as well mm-hmm. in order to kind of uh, create like a smoky element and create a little bit more body and balance. And you're mm. going to get the smoky sweetness from uh, mezcal. Mm. You can do so much, especially with barrel aged spirits, by just swapping out your base spirits. So I've had some fabulous rum Manhattans. Mm. Those are fantastic. And to kill old fashions, I've always done. Um, I mean, I'll make one sometime, but I just can't see it. I'll be honest with you. I can't picture it right now. I'll make you one. All right. I'm getting definitely apple and pepper now. Yeah. Now yep. I feel like the pepper is there. Uh, some of the tasting notes that they yeah. describe. Aroma, succulent, wafting bouquet of whiffs of aromatic honey. There's way too many descriptions before they actually get to a thing that you're smelling. <laughs> aromatic honey, oak, that gives way to a rich, nuanced, roasted agave. Okay. Uh-huh. Aroma with traces of citrus tree wood, almond nougat, and caraway. Uh, Flavor. Luscious and velvety entries, slight, chewy, fruity, sweet, medium to full-bodied, thick honey, Mm. and fresh grass, vanilla, toasted marshmallow, sassafras, apple, smooth and long finch with rich flavors of honey, black tea, coconut flesh. Really? Wow. Banana. 
candy corn Jesus. Okay. with apple. Now they're just making shit up. <laughs> and they're, peppermint. Was that the accents. whiskey jug? <laughs> no, that's uh That's Espanita. from espanitotequila.com. Oh, okay. Wow. Wow, that's a lot of I stuff. I think they subcontracted the whiskey jug for that. I mean, <laughs> uh, Hershey Kisses, hot tamales. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, street know. corn. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it tastes like tahine and <laughs> cherry <laughs> vanilla Coke Zero. Day after pulled pork sandwich. Uh, I, I love how descriptive they get, though. It's yes, like it's, they it's do. A, a veritable treasure trove of flavors. What they're trying to do is describe what agave tastes like. Yes, yeah, and, and that we're all struggling with, that everybody struggles with, and that's black tea. I mean, I guess I could taste that. Yeah, in it's there a little and, tannic, not like overly so. It's light body. But there's a that good pepper. amount of staying power from those tannins. Very peppery. Very yes. peppery. Yeah. Yep. It's a little so much. It's burning my throat. It's still in my throat right now. Like I yeah. can feel it in the back of my throat. The pepper. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Damn. So, but I think that's you know tequilas, right? Yeah. So true. That I is guess. Tequila. You know, to sum up this episode. No, you, well, you can't because we still have round three of Quiz Key. Oh, fuck <gasps> me sideways with the sandpaper. <laughs> oh, fuck you six ways from Sunday. Hey. Everyone. Everyone <laughs> seems to be very tired and very drunk, and yet you still have to play. So uh, all these questions, only three, are about tequila. Points are tripled. A first chime and answer is 300 points. Wow. A second chime and answer is 150. Wow. A third chime and answer, correct slash incorrect, is plus or minus 75. So first question in round three. First distilled in the Mexican state of Jalisco. In the early 1600s, tequila is a type of mezcal, which is a liquor made from mashed hearts or piñas of the agave plant, which yields strong, smoky, and spicy flavors. And although tequila must legally be made exclusively from the blue agave plant, there are 15 other varieties. Which of the following is not a real agave variety? Oh my god. <laughs> so obscure. A, the hedgehog agave. B, the octopus agave, C, the armadillo agave, or D, the whale tongue agave. Anders. A, hedgehog. A, hedgehog is incorrect. Ed? Uh, the whale tongue. Whale tongue. That is also incorrect. Oh, for fuck. I'm going to go with armadillo. Correct. <laughs> Wow. Whale tongue, my college nickname. Go ahead. Oh, hello. It's a tongue that makes you whale. Thank you. (laughs) Question number two. Contrary to popular opinion, tequilas cannot contain worms. Mm -hmm. Adding worms and sometimes scorpions is merely a marketing gimmick used by cheap brands of mezcal. However, the worm often used isn't actually a worm. Instead, it's the larval stage of an indigenous insect that infests the agave plant. What type of insect is it? A, a moth. B, a oh. beetle, C, a butterfly, or D, a wasp. I'm going to go with A. A moth? That is correct. Yes! Wow. What a crock of shit. <laughs> Good for you. And Siobhan is vaulted into contention. All right. The last question in round three, and then we will have a final question in which, Jeopardy style, you bet your points. Mm-hmm. Okay, everyone ready? Yep. It's very tense. It's very, this is the closest quizzing we've ever had. I'm so excited. <laughs> All right. I'm engorged and tingling. Oh, both, wow. Both things. Can't wait to see this. Jesus. Question number three in round three. There are five official classifications of tequila silver, gold, reposado, añejo, and extra añejo. 
the last three of which are aged. Of those three, what are the minimum amounts of aging time for each? Is it A, one month, six months, and a year? B, two months, one year, and three years? C, three months, two years, and four years? Or D, one year, three years, and five years? Honors. Two months, one year, three years. That is correct. Nice. Well done. That is the correct answer. Anders gets 300. All right. So in round three, Siobhan has 375, Anders has 300, and Ed has zero. The final tally of the first three rounds going into the final round is Anders 775, Siobhan 525, and Ed 400. It is anyone's game. Mm. Wow. So you have to text me the points that you're betting in the final round. Anders has submitted his points. Ed has submitted his points. Siobhan has submitted her points. So here we go. Final round. Non-whiskey quizkey. The question is. List the three spirit categories that we've been drinking and talking about tonight in the order of their U.S. sales by volume from lowest to highest. Anders is in. Siobhan is in. You're talking about money or amount? By volume. Amount. Lowest to highest. Lowest to highest. All right. We have three different answers. Wow. <sighs> Amazing. All right. We'll go with Ed first since he has the lowest point value. <laughs> Ed has 400 points. He bet all 400 points. He picked tequila, gin, and rum. I'm sorry. That is incorrect. God damn it. (laughs) That leaves Ed with zero. Siobhan. Siobhan has 525. She bet 175. Mm. And she said gin, rum, tequila. Fuck you, Scott. (laughs) Your notes are wrong, sir. (laughs) They are not. So Siobhan is left with 350 points. Oh. Anders. Bet the whole nut. Oh. Wow. (laughs) That nut. Anders bet 775, which means if he gets it wrong, Siobhan is the winner. Correct. So Anders said in lowest to highest order, gin tequila rum that is the correct answer nice congratulations and 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 it's actually vindicated he's a fucking bartender bro I mean, it would be embarrassing uh, for know, him not to get that. And, uh, right, exactly. I mean, you're so in I'm the glad industry. he got it. Right. Um, well, it educates me. I, I figured a lot of old guys would be sitting around drinking gin, and I knew rum was number one. I thought tequila might be below gin, and I, right. I so, wonder where it was ten years ago. That'd be interesting to see. To see. Yeah. So these are the 2019 numbers, the most recent numbers that they have that I could find on the internet. That's fine. Yeah. So gin fun. has uh, 89 million liters. Wow. Mm. In your face prohibition. Yeah. Tequila has 178 million. Right. That's not even close. 
the, million the, liters, uh -huh. and rum has 214. Yeah, see, mm -hmm. I thought tequila would be more popular because it's more of a party kind of drink. Yeah, you know, yeah. Oil, yeah. shots or whatever. Uh, but you know. rum is less expensive than tequila as well, yeah. so it moves a lot easier. Okay. And for comparison, uh, vodka and whiskey, which are the top two spirits, mm -hmm. uh, vodka is 667 million liters, wow. and whiskey is 657 million liters. So yeah. they're pretty neck and neck at yeah. the top of the heap, uh, the rum being about three times less. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So. Oh, well, hey! All right. That's it. Thunder. So. Thank all right. You. I think we got. I some redeemed myself from the triple whiskey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Right. That's a nice win for you. Good job. With, uh, yeah, Gabe. Good job. Yeah, yeah, and, right. and probably the biggest points you've ever had. I bet you. Yes. The oh. the final score was um, Anders had fifteen fifty. Right. Yeah. And uh, Shabana, 350. And Ed, Ed, sorry. I got a rock. Had zero. But you were all really close going into the final, and that's never happened before. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Well, it's good to know that had I got it right, I still would have got it wrong. I still would have lost. So. <laughs> well, that's well, true because, well, he had yeah, more points. Yeah, so, less yeah. points. So each of these has a different connotation to everyone. We've yeah. learned that tequila is more popular than, than I thought it was. Yeah. The spirits world is dynamic at rum and tequila and gin. Mm. They all have a place in the summer. Perfect time to do this. Before you have your margarita and your gin and tonic, take your time to actually taste the raw spirit, you know, and taste what you're basing your drinks on. You'll be surprised by what flavor profiles you get. Every type of alcohol has a deep flavor. So if you're really into whiskey, you know there's yeah. bourbons and there's rye and there's Irish and there's Scottish and there's Japanese right. and there's French and German and there's all these types of different types and there's subtypes within those types. Tequila, gin, and rum are the exact same way. Right. Mm. So just dive a little deeper. Anders, right. final thoughts. Gonna, uh, final thoughts. I'm just going to give three summer cocktails uh, with each of the corresponding spirits. Oh, nice. Rum. Let's go El Presidente. El Presidente. Si, El Presidente. Si. What does um, it mean? El uh, Presidente. Oh, it's really cool. So it's like um, a rum martini with white rum. A cool. little bit of brandy. It's fucking cool. divine. Interesting. A little orangey. Cool. Gin, I would recommend a Pimm's Cup, Ooh. which is a great spring summer drink. Mm, it's um, refreshing. Uh, yeah. So think gin mojito with cucumber. And mm. then tequila. I am a big fan of the El Diablo, which is mm. black currant. Something a little bit more like deep and jammy cool. than your That'll typical. That'll be a great juxtaposition for yeah. this one. Do you have any uh, uh, plugs we want to do on the way Oh, out? yeah. So keep an eye out because the local lounge is going to be getting their first barrel of Whistlepig 10-year. Nice. Uh, nice. uh, you can look for that. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be 119 proof. Wow. Uh, and you wow, will be man. able to pick up bottles to go as well as get them at their locker. Also or known as a panty dropper. Yes. <laughs> So you can buy bottles of panty droppers, for, <laughs> which is going to be the name of our pick, I guess. So like mothballs was taken. Right, so so panty we'll, call, we'll call it the local panty dropper <laughs> uh, available for $75. Yeah. Wow. And then uh, there'll be a discount if you buy three bottles. I think. Well, I think, I, think well, I think we should buy three bottles. I think we probably will. So or, we, uh, me, Ed, and Siobhan would like to uh, place our first order, yeah. the yeah. three right, of us, cool. with, the, with the discount. Uh, <laughs> I'll make a note. Dude, um, it's going to move. Those bottles are going to fly out of there. Seriously. I'm really excited for but it. But we placed our orders first. We did. Wow. We just... Right. So we're getting three or nine. That's what we have to figure out. But. Three so, or nine. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. So thanks so much for joining us. Enjoy trying different spirits this summer in between your whiskeys. Get some rum, get some gin, and get some tequila. Tequila. From the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, I'm Ed. And I'm Scott. I'm Anders. And I'm Siobhan. Cheers, everybody. Later.
If you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to check out our next episode, which is way better than this one. Oh, yeah. Also, follow and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash whiskey tangent. And follow us on Twitter at whiskey tangent. You can follow me personally at that whiskey guy. And follow Scott at giant cup of awesome. Spelled A-W-S-U-M. Just to be annoying. Hey! You can email us any questions, comments, or love at whiskeytangent at gmail.com. And of course, you can find us always at our podcast website, whiskeytangent.podbean.com.